Hello, everybody. This is episode number 12 of Grow the Buck Up, and it is the third episode in the Love Yourself series, Secure Your Oxygen Mask Before Assisting Others. Now, in this episode, we're going to first uh, talk about some of the traits of people, traits of the world, um, and then we'll dive a little bit further into why you should help yourself first and how to do it successfully. So the world right now is both very easy and very tough for people. I believe it is, it is a mixture of both in different ways. It's easy because right now, compared to all previous times in history, we are better. Material, well-being, literacy, health, freedom, education, everything overall, all of the statistical data points to things being better for us. And yet, 9 out of 10 people would probably tell you otherwise. They'd say, oh no, things are just getting worse. Now how? How is this possible? Not only can we, anybody, look up the facts at any time, but we can actually see changes happening around the world, and we can keep up with all of these improvements daily if we so desired. Heck, even when I look at my own life from, I'll just pick a random thing of music technology, I can look back and say there was the cassette tape, and then we had CDs, and then we had the iPod, and then to my phone, and now it's basically anywhere, anytime, any song I have available and that's just going through my lifetime. That's not even going back to 8-tracks or to vinyl records or anything even further back than that. Now, that's just a very simple material item that we're looking at there. But I think you can see the point of how easily you can track these things, right? And we can watch and we can see them. So why do so many people think that the world is getting worse or is worse off? Well, I think there's a few reasons. First... Bad is stronger than good in our brains. The brain simply handles positive and negative information in different hemispheres. And so we often end up thinking harder about negative experiences. Forming bad impressions of people is often quicker than forming good ones. All of these negative feelings have stronger, we think stronger about them and feel stronger about them. And so it creates more of a, a presence, basically, in our life. And there's a lot of experiments out there that deal with this. And one of my favorite ones is one that deals with the giving and taking of money. And the outcome where someone loses money always more prominent and and has a larger change in their life than the one of them gaining money. Um, another example of it is if I wanted to get you to save more money, if I, if I had a thousand people and I wanted to just try and get them to save more money, and I said, I will give you ten dollars 
if you put $100 in your IRA by the end of the week? Some people would do it, and I would give some people $10. However, if I gave you and everybody $10 at the start of the week and then said, I will come back at the end of the week, and if you have put $100 in your IRA, you can keep it. If you have not, I will take the $10 away. I would get a much better response and way more people would end up saving money because now they don't have to associate that negative feeling of losing money uh, with, with they, they don't have to feel that, right? They don't have to go, oh man, that sucks, as opposed to, oh well, I just didn't get the extra $10. The negative feeling is so much stronger and it plays a large po- a large part in our life and it honestly manipulates us slightly right into or makes us more malleable and and able to be you know kind of pushed around in different situations and manipulated i should say um in these sorts of of situations now why is this research seems to indicate that it's related to survival instincts right Someone who analyzes negative events more often, more frequently, more strongly, probably survives more situations and thus has a better chance of passing on their genes, which I think does make sense. So why else do people think the world is worse off? Well, the second reason, I believe, is because of the media and how much they play into this stronger reaction to negative news. And while it would be nice to see headlines like, man exercises, feels better, lives longer, that just doesn't really draw a lot of clicks and, oh yeah, that's awesome, right? Views and all that stuff. As opposed to, man dies from exercising too much. Everybody goes, oh man, what? Crazy. And they want to click on that, right? And those aren't even the best headlines, but you get the picture. And honestly, we could spend many episodes talking about the media's influence on uh, people and their role in it and all of that stuff. But honestly, that'd probably be a side series to this podcast and would probably not even be exactly within this podcast itself. It would be a different podcast. So we'll just kind of jump past that piece. But I believe that is another big reason um, that people uh, kind of have that negative reaction overall, right? Why we're thinking things are worse. So why is this important, though? Because I feel like this is what makes the world so much tougher, right? I said the world is very easy and simple, but the world is also a lot more difficult. And I think this is one of the biggest reasons. And it's not just organized media either. It is anyone and everyone. Because now everybody is media essentially right everybody has that opportunity the the potential the chance to put something out there that will spread go viral right become a thing that everybody hears and so with all of that with a world full of so much at our fingertips we start getting to this point where only those extremes the things that become viral the things that become this are the extremes. Those are the things that start to stand out. And so it creates this even more absurd view of reality, 
right? The world is full of so many fine, normal moments. But all we ever see are the terrible things. Or the crazy great things, but it's just the most talented, the most ridiculous, the sickest, strongest people out there. And mentally, I think this is tougher than anything we've had to deal with before. No matter what you do, somebody else is always doing more. Someone else is doing better. And you're left feeling like you simply aren't enough. Now, pair this with, the, with our innate trait to latch on to negativity more. And it simply leaves us remembering how we fail compared to others and never seeing our success. And it's not just you. It's everyone else too. Everybody that is plugged in and connected sees all of these extremes and it just makes us feel bland and, and like we're, we're just not enough. We're just not quite as much as somebody else or as everybody else because we have this warped view, right, of, of what the world is really like. And do you know what else is a trait? of humans, it's the desire to help one another. And I think that is one of the greatest things about humans, is how much we do care about each other. And sure, you have some bad apples and you have some people that might be in situations where they're not always helping each other because they're uh, very caught up in certain situations and stuff. But I would say overall, humans have a natural tendency to want to connect with others, and to want to help others. And this is where I say, what happens when you mix this desire to help with a massive, connected, negatively spun media conglomerate? It becomes this mass of people in need, seeing others in need, and everybody's just wanting to help each other and but like trying to also feel good about themselves in the same exact way and they, and nobody actually ends up taking time to just take care of themselves right it becomes this big mess in my opinion and so this is where it comes down to just being secure your oxygen mask before assisting others it's the title of this episode and this is what I mean by that. First, I want you to just think about that phrase from a literal perspective. If you assist a child with their oxygen mask, but you pass out before you can put yours on, you are screwed and you have now helped one person. However, if you just reverse the situation and if you get your oxygen flowing first, then you can not only assist the child, you can assist as many other people in need as possible, right? I know it's very obvious and maybe you're, you're like, why are you explaining this to me? But it's, it's just when you look at it from a very base stand, you go, oh yeah, that makes sense. 
Now, you just have to say, although your first instinct when seeing someone in need is to help them, you have to fight that instinct because first you have to make sure that you help yourself, right? That's kind of the takeaway from it. And now you have to apply that to other situations. Let's think of it from a financial situation or perspective. If I have $100 and I give it all away, I'll have given away $100 before going broke. And then I would also be a person in need at that point, right? If I instead invest $100 and use the earnings every year, let's say it's 4% for the 4% rule we'll take out and then it's, you know, continuing on. I can instead give away $4 every year to help others. And then after 25 years, I'll have given away $100. Plus, I will still have the original $100 and any gains and whatnot that it has made in the market over that time which using the 4% rule would hopefully give you at least the same, if not a little bit more at that point, right? You have to invest in yourself first, financially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, all of the least. You have to do that for yourself first before you can fully commit to help others. And it's hard because it feels wrong. It feels selfish. It feels cruel. People will tell you that you are being selfish and cruel. Oh, you're not helping others all the time. You only think of yourself. And you can go overboard with it, right? There's a, a way of being selfish. Being selfish, obviously, is a real thing. But you have to find a way to take care of yourself first. You're not supposed to stop helping people altogether. But in that world that is so connected, you need to recognize that you're being overwhelmed right now. You no longer just pass by a few people who are in need. You can see millions every single day, everywhere that need help. And it just becomes this whole situation where someone else always has it worse, which by the way, someone else will always have it worse somehow than you. And in every situation, no matter what, someone will also always have it better, right? None of this doesn't mean your feelings about your life are irrelevant, though. You're allowed to be upset about your girlfriend dumping you even though there's a child starving somewhere. And it's not only that you're allowed to be upset about it. You need to take the time and the allow yourself to grieve and to go through that process. It shouldn't just be a get over it because somebody else has it worse. Because then you're never taking that time to improve yourself, to improve your life, to get past the stuff that you need to get past so you can actually really help these people, help others, right? So take your time. Build yourself up, fill yourself with love, and then when you start overflowing with this love and joy, then you can start spreading the excess to others. And just like the money that you invested and you can now take the gains and give that to others, you still have that there. You still have the principle remaining instead of giving away your principle and having nothing left. 
And I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's probably one of the most important things that I did in my life. I took a year to myself to really hone in on who I was, what I wanted, and how I could make myself happy without requiring somebody else. And when I emerged from that time period, I felt a happiness that I never thought possible before. And I found myself capable of helping so many more people than before because my oxygen mask was secure so I could put up with so much more. Now, it's hard work to help people. You have to listen to depressing news. You have to deal with negative reactions. You have to sometimes feel their pain, put yourself in their shoes. Every case is different, but every case takes energy, and it takes a little bit of your happiness and positivity and things like that to handle. And they can all challenge you in different ways. Before I secured, secured my own mask, I would often be trying to find help from someone while I was helping them at the same time. And we would just get caught in this weird mess where nobody was really feeling better and I needed and, they were, and we were both pulling on each other essentially. And instead, in the end, we would just, sitting, we would just sit together in misery because we were both just exhausted and misery loves company. So, hey, I might as well sit here with you. So, how do you not do this? How do you get past this? How do you help yourself first? What are those necessary steps? Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to list out the things that you feel are holding you back. What is keeping you from loving yourself fully? Is there someone or something that you depend on too much for happiness? Why? And why don't you feel like you're enough? Now, remember how we talked about our love for negativity at the start here? I don't want you to use this time to hate on yourself. Saying something like, I'm stupid and nobody loves me, is counterproductive. It, it's wrong. But it also has nothing to do with why you shouldn't love yourself or be happy. Instead, try writing something such as, I wish I knew more about topics XYZ, and I'm scared that I won't be able to find a partner. Rather than a defeating statement, you've now identified some fears, maybe some spots in your life that could be changed a little bit, things that could be helpful and improving, right? Or improved. After that, you need to recognize that your life is your life. And we've discussed this before, and I will say it as many times as necessary. Nobody else has to live your life except for you. There's many things you can change, but there are also many things that you cannot change. And the more that you accept this, the happier you will be. That is, that is a guarantee from me. If I make it my goal to run a sub 10 second 100 meter dash and I say I'm not going to be happy unless I reach this goal, I'll never be happy. Why? Because my body simply has limitations on how fast it can move. 
At the same time, my body also has multiple autoimmune diseases that I will simply have for the rest of my life. This is just a part of the body that I've been given. It's fine. There will be things that happen in my life further that will be both worse and better. There will be things in your life that will be worse and better. And it's okay. It's important to simply remember this. It might not be your fault, but it is your problem. It's one of my favorite things to remember. Sometimes life happens. Not always in our control, but we have to deal with it now. And we have to accept it and move forward from it. So now point three becomes problem management. This is extremely important. Just like in the last podcast, how we talked about letting the past go, you must now let many of your problems go as well because they must simply go to the past. If it cannot be changed, it need not affect your happiness. Sometimes it takes a little bit to let go of these things, and you should take that time if you need to. But this is a skill that I feel is extremely valuable to build up because there's a lot of stuff in the past that you can let affect you forever. And if you never move past it, then you'll always struggle. You'll, you'll never be able to fully love yourself if you're constantly holding on to all of these issues and things in the past that cannot be changed and you'll just be stuck. And if you feel like you can't move past these things, I suggest looking for a therapist because it can be very helpful to have someone who is professionally trained to help talk through these things to help move you past it. Beyond that, once you have narrowed down your list to things that can be changed, to fears that can be challenged, start to challenge them. For problems, I think it's best to just tackle them one by one and just make a change that will create a habit through a small adjustment, right? Whatever it is. If I wish that I flossed more, I can get go out to the store, buy 10 things of floss, put one in my bathroom, put one by my bed, put one by my computer, put, right? I can put them all over the place and have them everywhere and just do small things that could help change me in a small way. For fears, I think it's best to just charge at them. That's what has worked best for me. Go overboard and prove to yourself that nothing is going to hold you back. The more you challenge your fears and change your life and change your habits, the more you'll realize how much you can do. And by the end of your list, you should have not only a newfound respect for yourself, as you're no longer someone who feels stuck or someone who feels like, well, that's just how my life is going to be. But you'll have this love as well. And you'll recognize how much you can change whenever you want. 
So why not change to your best life? And by this point, you should also be finding yourself ready to spread that love and joy to others. You can give without needing to take. And you'll be able to help so many more people now that you've secured your oxygen mask first. So my challenge for you this week is to write down a list of problems and fears that are holding you back. Just write down that list. Take a look at it. If you want to make some changes, if you want to start tackling one of those, even even the smallest things. I was scared of eating spicy foods. It wasn't a crazy fear, but I was just kind of, I just feared it a little bit. So I did a hot wings challenge. It was very hot. But it was a small way I could challenge a fear. And now I like hot things a lot more. So that's all we have for this week. Tune in next week for episode number 13. And the fourth episode in the Love Yourself series, You Be You. As always, you can find these podcasts live on Twitch, on my YouTube at youtube.com slash growthebuckup, on any of the popular podcast feeds, or on my own site, www.growthebuckup.com. That is all I have for now. Thank you for listening. Now it's time to grow the buck.